Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. All righty, on this special episode of Fostering Solutions with the Maximizing with Michelle series, my guest is Mavery Davis. Mavery, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you on my little show here. Um, so tell the audience something just in general about you. Who is Mavery Davis? <laughs> um, that's actually a very hard question. I think I said this on my last interview. <laughs> Mavery is still trying to figure out <laughs> who he is. Um, that said, uh, I'm a very caring person, um, loving. Uh, I want to see, uh, I want to see the person next to me win. You know, whether that's uh, my wife, my kids, uh, mm-hmm. people in the community, uh, my neighbors. I just, I get a big kick out of seeing uh, the people uh, around me. Uh, continuing to advance and to, and to live good lives, it, it gives me some bit of uh, comfort to, okay. to see that people are doing well. Especially people who you help, I assume. Yeah, especially, especially people, people who, who you've, helped. you've helped. So what is your current role? What is your current career? Uh, my, my current role is uh, I'm the director of lending uh, for the nonprofit organization by the name of New Economy Works West Virginia. Okay, okay. So, what kind of a talk about that organization? What is the focus? How did you get into it? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to start with the focus because mm-hmm. how did I get to it is a very long story. <laughs> but uh, so, our mission is to support and finance uh, self governing cooperative businesses in communities that have been economically extracted. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sounds like we're some sort of a lending organization. Um, we're not. We are a development organization and, and we provide technical assistance and uh, we help people we help people interested in starting businesses put together their business, proposal. Okay. And then we help them get funded through our uh, financial network, which is called uh, Seed Commons. So um, I mentioned cooperative. uh, So any business can be a cooperative. We're actually, our organization is a member of the Seed Commons cooperative. Okay. And our membership allows us to uh, connect folks locally in our community to financial capital to start their businesses. So the, the two sources of financing local as well as national? Well, the 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 financing itself is nationally mm-hmm. raised, okay. but it's focused locally. Awesome, awesome. So you, you started off your career, because we've, we've chatted before, you are a CPA and you started off in a more traditional accounting role. So what, how did you um, get to the non, how how long ago have you been in the nonprofit sector and what keeps you? Okay. So I started, okay. So I started in the nonprofit sector, um, uh, really just volunteering. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was back in, I want to say 2016, 2017. Okay. Uh, up until that point, uh, as you mentioned, um, 
I wasn't a CPA yet. I had my uh, bachelor's degree in accounting from West Virginia State University. Mm -hmm. Go Jackets. (laughs) (laughs) And um, after that, you know, I I spent about four or five years working for accounting firms, doing uh, audits, uh, like financial audits, compliance audits, mostly uh, federal money coming uh, and distributed by the state. Mm And doing that work, um, I always got a really good kick out of, uh, like, because as an auditor, you're really interacting with with people and you're helping them solve problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what really resonated with me was that part of the work. But as some part of doing that work, um, I felt a disconnect. Like, it wasn't... um, I, di- I didn't really know who I was helping or why mm-hmm. I was helping them. Um, and then as, and then shortly after that, I would say, like I said, about 2016 or so. I graduated in 2007. And then about like 2016 after doing that work, at some point I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't even know why I'm, who even cares about the report I'm turning in and things like that. And so I just kind of started volunteering, you know, I started to uh, volunteer for organizations, mostly political organizations that were fighting for like higher minimum wages, that were, um, you know, doing things with the environment, things like that. Um, And I would just volunteer with those organizations um, just to help out, you know, after work, I would go volunteer, maybe Mm -hmm serve pass out hot dogs and stuff or or whatever it is that they needed me to do sometimes i knocked on doors and canvassed for people uh sometimes different political candidates that i agreed with and i would do that and i as i was doing that i um people uh around that time i also had obtained my cpa license okay um this was like in 2015 and I can remember this one political event I was um, volunteering for. It was, I think it was for Bernie Sanders in Huntington. And and I was I was directing the crowd, like the, making sure that the crowd got like got into the mm-hmm. facility. Um, but obviously at any political event, there's going to be opposing people. Uh, and so part of my job was to keep the hecklers from distracting the crowd from getting into the event on time and so there was a guy there talking a lot of stuff about like taxes and um who's going to have a better tax plan he didn't know that i was a tax professional or (laughs) accounting professional and so i started to uh, go back and forth with him Mm -hmm. about like why you know why bernie's policies were good and all of that stuff that's beside the point but um, like doing doing that stuff, you know, it, it was pretty cool uh, to watch. I didn't realize that the person standing behind me was uh, the cabinet secretary for <laughs> the Department of Veterans Assistance, um, and that's actually uh, shortly after that event, I became the director of uh, finance director for that department. Um, just because he heard you just they were looking for a, a finance director they were looking for somebody with uh skills in accounting or a background mm-hmm. in accounting 
And through that conversation of me heckling, he <laughs> found out that I was a CPA because right. I didn't go around like saying, hey, I'm this right, CPA right, guy right. or whatever. Um, and it was just really just being in my in my spirit and having that conversation uh, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess people saw me and all of that stuff. Uh, and, and that was one thing. But also during that volunteering, I, a lot of the organizations, uh, you know, conversations after events would be over, I'd start start sort of assisting people with with accounting things, you know, just uh, pro bono, just like, oh, maybe you should do it this way or maybe you should do it that way. Right. Um, right. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting because, you know, I started, I found my passion through volunteering. <laughs> So it's kind of we have that in common. I was like, this one, I'm like, okay, it, it, it's it's real. So it's always sometimes when you're just trying to when something doesn't feel right, just trying it out, trying out something different, volunteering in a, in a space um, may lead to you never know where it, you you, you know. never know where it leads. So <laughs> it that has that's taken me on a wild that's ride. confirmation right there. <laughs> So this series is about maximizing impact. What does maximizing impact mean to you? Hmm, that's a that's a hard question. But I would say like maximizing impact is uh, to me means that um, that whatever you're doing, whatever program you're doing. Um, you're not just checking the box. People are, are getting mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. change, real tangible change that they can point to that that improve their lives. Right. Right. Like right. to me that's maximizing impact. There there's a real change, a real difference mm-hmm. in somebody's life in somebody's life uh, because of a program that you implemented. Yep. So true. I see you have uh, my book, Maximizing Impact, Success Strategies for Dynamic Nonprofits. Um, what parts of the book resonated with you? Um, it's like what any particular yes. chapters or topics really hit home for you? Yes. Uh, chapter eight, uh, telling your story. Mm-hmm. Um, that really resonated and hit home for me because I feel like that's, something I'm always trying to figure out how to do, right, right. How, how to tell my story in a way that resonates uh, not only to me, but to the, to the people around me, the people I'm trying mm-hmm. to impact, the people I'm trying to get to um, support the work that I'm doing. Um, I always find it hard to, to tell my story, but um, chapter eight of your book uh, for me, one, I like that it was really short <laughs> because I have very, like, uh, short attention span. Um, but but it just provided a lot of confirmation, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, about, uh, about uh, how to tell your story. And, like, really just kind of, like, keeping it simple. Because a, a lot of times we get caught up in the work. And don't really take the time to tell our stories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all a part of really um, improving the the possibilities that you'll be sustainable. Because if no one knows about you, <laughs> is it, you know, it's very likely that you'll be forgotten. So being able to tell your story is very important to really 
uh, getting the message out about your program as well as ensuring that it's sustainable. Yeah, yeah. but I think even bigger than that, something that you mentioned in your book uh, was that at the heart of it, we all uh, want the same things. We all want the same thing, <laughs> like exactly. Safety, security, exactly. Good health, for profit, in for profit world, non profit world. Yes. We all want the same thing. We all want the same. All thing. want the same thing. So so true. So you right now you're you're running a um, a development program that provides financing. So. How do you know whether or not you're making an impact with that program? Are you making an impact? What What's most impactful about your programs? Hmm. One, I don't know whether or not I'm making an impact most days. Um, how I gauge that is is the response I get from the people that I'm working with. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, that's that's one way that I that I measure. The impact is, um, for example, this one business that I'm working with, uh, Fat Daddies on the tracks, uh, you know, on the west side of Charleston. Um, no matter how they're doing in their business, I'm like one of the first people that they call. Good, bad, indifferent. To me, that shows me that like I've made some type of impact where mm -hmm. they they trust me to. Um, to call me, to celebrate, to call me, to troubleshoot issues. You know, sometimes we, neither one of us know the answer. Okay, <laughs> but okay. the fact that we we have each other to um, to go through a fire together, um, I think is big. And, and especially, you know, business is really hard, right? Like anybody that's in a for-profit or non-profit business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, of course, we we. We focus on supporting for-profit businesses, um, but to to have uh, somebody to 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 be the uh, a go-to for a business to go to get support, I think is huge, um, and, and that helps me uh, to manage impact or to gauge impact. Another way is uh, you know simply by the numbers, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, when 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 fat daddies uh, and I'm taking a note from your book, uh, putting a face on it in, instead of just giving the numbers. Um, so hopefully, if somebody hears this, uh, they'll be able to resonate with some of the owners that, right. that own that business. But when they first came to me, um, they they were asking for for a fairly small amount uh, to start any business, and it was really to to address a very specific issue. After uh, almost a year of going back and forth with me and uh, trusting that you know I could help support what they were doing, um, we were able to actually get them uh, access to more than six figures in in financing. Mm -hmm. um, That's and, great. And we watched several, and this is a restaurant, right? We watched several restaurants start. They started during the pandemic. They're still going. We watched. A couple of restaurants in the neighborhood start up, and they're unfortunately no longer operating. So mm -hmm. for me, that shows that whatever we were doing has some type of impact right, because they're right. still in business mm -hmm. and they're still growing, and we're still at the planning table trying to figure out what's the next move to to further stabilize them. So, 
you know, that's how I would maximize impact. Okay, okay. So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in your current position? Ooh, what do I know now? Um, well, I, I know now that I'm never going to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and starting out, you know, and leading up to this point, it it was it it had a very negative um, impact on me, feeling like I needed to have an answer for something and I didn't, and sometimes that that uh, led to uh, poor ways of managing, like you know, my mental health and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. taking breaks and things like that. Cause thinking, Oh, I gotta find the answer. I gotta right, find the answer. Right. And I know now that like most of the time you're really not going to know all the answers and it's okay to not know. It's everything. okay. That is so true. It is okay. And so I wish I had understood that when I first started, uh, I'm a lot healthier now <laughs> that, <laughs> I, that, you know, there's not, I don't have the same pressure that I used to put on myself right, uh, because right. self-inflicted pressure. Yeah. Self-inflicted pressure. Yeah. yeah. Cause it wasn't anybody telling me I didn't right, know right. or I didn't have the answer. You know, people were coming to me and, you know, trusting my advice and things like that. It was what I was putting on myself, mm-hmm. not feeling like I was enough. And But now, after years of doing it, it's right. like, okay, I'm I'm never going to know everything, and that's okay. Right, and that's why you partner, right? That's why yeah. you collaborate with folks. Yeah. So they can complement what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So... What are you most proud of of the work that you do? Get really getting financing for, for small businesses who may be marginalized and not you know, where others don't take a chance on. Like what what are you proudest of when it comes to that work? What I'm proudest of is uh, the the chance to to be a part of somebody fulfilling. A lifelong dream, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I again I'll go back to Fat Daddies. Uh, one of the owners of Fat Daddies, uh, uh, I found out during the process, but um, he had been trying, wanting to had a dream to start a business for more than forty years. Oh wow! And and nobody ever really nobody took, took a, a chance, chance on, him. on him. Wow! Nobody ever really took a chance on him. Wow. And told him that he could do it, and 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 that he was enough, and and actually came through with the right type of support. Um, that's not saying that ain't nobody ever helped him, but um, being able to be a part of that type of journey is like um, it's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, like you can't. That's priceless. You know, there's wow. no salary I can earn. There's no award I could get um, to know that. Um, my time, my effort was was able to help somebody to accomplish something that they dreamed about for decades. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, that's priceless. And I, you know, I hope to be able to, to help more more people experience and, and realize their dreams. That's awesome. So, or what are you working on deals now? What are some growth opportunities that exist? <laughs> With um, the organization. Growth opportunities that exist is exactly what I just said. So great segue. Growth opportunities uh, that are presenting now is the ability to have the capacity to to help uh, a lot more uh, 
uh, Charleston and and West Virginia based uh, businesses. Um, as we talk today, um, I, we have the capacity right now to support one, maybe two businesses in any, any given year or any given programming year mm -hmm. because of how uh, how high touch we are okay. Uh, okay. with the businesses that we work with. But there are opportunities we're having now to be able to um, to be able to support more, and it's through partnerships. Awesome, <laughs> you know? awesome. It's through partnerships and setting up a, a business academy that we're launching this summer. Um, it's going to be every Saturday from July fifteenth through uh, September second, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and uh, we're we're going to bring uh, businesses we've already been supporting and those that we are looking to support all in the same space. To learn and grow and to um, and to work on their businesses and hopefully uh, come out of the, that academy with more funding proposals to send up uh, through our financing network to, to get them uh, financial support. So how would how could someone find out about this program? They will go to our Facebook page, uh, New Economy Works West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, they can. Uh, message the page to ask about the uh, it's called the Freedom Project mm -hmm. they can look on the page it'll be pinned towards the top uh, uh, the Freedom Project Co-op Academy and you can just click on the link and register for it awesome sounds like a great initiative so what advice would you give to someone thinking about starting a program or an organization that's similar to yours what <laughs> advice would you give them hmm what advice would I give them? Um, the advice I would give somebody trying to start an organization like mine is, um, this is hard because there's not very many organizations that do uh, what we do. Um, but the advice would be um, to like dream, dream big mm -hmm. and um, and go after uh, solving problems that you know nobody else is is addressing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so finding that niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah that niche because you know most uh, most folks in uh, marginalized communities um, don't have the same access to financial capital. If mm -hmm. you if you look at the numbers, uh, and there's plenty of programs out there that um that say they gear their financing towards that but um there's very few out there that that are actually able to to get the level of financing that people like i said we've had six figures um it's very hard to get any business even mm -hmm. a, a, a business that's been around for a while six figures in financing fat daddies had no track record at all you right. know, and and to to be able to offer that to businesses in our communities, I think is a game changer. And that was, and and I because I saw this happening across around the country, I knew I I knew it was possible. Right, right. But people in Charleston maybe didn't know mm -hmm. that something mm -hmm. like that was possible. And so that's really what because I knew it was possible. I I continue to 
drive towards making it available to, to people here and going through everything that it takes to, to bring that type of, uh, of support That's awesome. here. Awesome. And our community, our community is better for it. Our community is so. better for it. We got some it. good food, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so as you look to the future, what gives you hope? You, you know, the, you, you see the struggles of uh, entrepreneurs who want to start their business, who want to put up their shingle, you know, and it can be, it can be rough. Like, you know, the, your one client was trying for 40 years. So what gives you hope um, in spite I- of it all? I'll go back to what I started with. What gives me hope is people. Um, you know, I'm. I get a lot of of energy from from people and, and being around people and and seeing them pursue their dreams uh, mm-hmm. and watching and, and witnessing all of the folks in and around Charleston that are putting up their shingles and. You know, you see people uh, selling food out of their house and on the street corner and uh, people doing pop-up shops and all this type of stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. trying to find a new way, you know, to do things because the larger economy is such that you, you need multiple sources of income to not not to thrive just to survive just to survive yeah and and to see people choosing entrepreneurship and starting a business as a way to do that that gives me hope that um that you know what the programs that I'm trying to put together are are meaningful and useful and are going to be there for those for those people even though right. they don't uh they don't know me and I may not know them yet mm-hmm. um mm-hmm like I'm setting up something that can help people continue their journey. And like that gives me hope because I see people fighting and, uh, every day uh, in spite of the conditions. They're out there every day trying to figure right, it out. Right, right. Okay. Any other, any advice you, you wanted to share as we, as we wrap up the interview? This time just zoomed by. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I Anything else you want to share with the audience? I would share with the audience to um, it's very important to keep a a positive attitude, Mm -hmm. uh, to have positive self-talks and to uh, to embrace um, the good and the bad, right? Like to Mm -hmm. to embrace it all um, because the bad stuff, the struggles, they're they're always gonna be there. The good stuff is always gonna be there. Um, but only if you are willing to try and and to do something different. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so be be ready and willing to embrace um all that that comes with accomplishing big dreams. You know, it's all worth it in the end. Awesome, awesome. So that's a that's a good message because there's a scripture that talks about all things work together for good, right? So even though it may be rough at times, it it it's working for your good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Avery. It's great to have you on Fostering Solutions with our special Maximizing Impact series. Mm-hmm.